Hey man, hey, what's up, man? Uh, nothing much. Just enjoying a fine day. I noticed on the on the weather app that you guys are having San Diego weather today. Uh, yeah, it's really beautiful. I've, I've gone out for two seconds to grab like stuff. So, um, you know, we're in a pandemic, but it's, um, it's really gorgeous outside. Yeah. You almost forget about the pandemic. <laughs> You're like, Oh, it's yeah, New York I, in the summer and the spring. Yeah. Which is weird. Very weird. Very weird. Yeah. With that being said, who are you? I'm Otto. And who are you? I'm Kwaku. And this is Radio Zamunda, the dope shit. Nice. All right. Um, I am really excited about today's guest yes and the reason i am you know like we always bring in like we know so many people that are doing amazing things but mm-hmm. every, every once in a while you take a gamble you're just like this guy yeah. seems cool mm-hmm. i like i like what i see and i already said guys so you're gonna make fun of me this right. person mm. <laughs> seems cool yes. <laughs> i like what i see online i like what mm-hmm. i hear but you don't right. know what people are going to be like outside of their art sure you know, we've all been disappointed, I think, with meeting people who do things that we really like and you meet them and you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, I feel like there might be a story there because you're laughing in a really specific yeah, yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's totally off subject. So no worries. OK, off podcast. You got to tell me that. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm really psyched about today. We haven't done this in a minute. We mm-hmm. needed to we I felt like we needed to do put something out just to um, be able to talk or comment about what's happening in the world. Because I feel right. like we, we talk about this stuff all the time anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm just excited for you to meet this person. I can't wait, man. I can't um, wait to talk. OK, so you, you want to just dig in? Let's do it. All right. Cool. Peace. Stage performer and front page reporters the same cat. Whether I say dash or rotate personas, maybe switch the alias, change the order, make the name tag the whole name longer. Trying to get the spelling, find it in the credit to the mailbox. L. Coltrane, author. No yeah, such thing as we call We're never this timely. Back from the club. You know. Um, all right. So, uh, man, this is going to be hard because you both have goatees and you both have glasses on. Um, yeah. <laughs> So the person with the guitar is in the background of their of their screen. Who are you? I'm Otto, and who are you? I'm Kwaku, and this is Radio Zamunda, the dope shit. I said it in front of the children it's out on nice. a Sunday. There you go. Yeah, you, oh did. Boy. you did. Man, it has been a minute since we've been able to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, thanks, Obama. No, seriously, uh, partially because of uh, because of coronavirus. Um, mm-hmm. partially just because of life and, and, and being in at home with my entire family with coronavirus. And so not having the privacy, but I am super psyched. I'm so mm-hmm. excited that we have this guest on with us today. All right. Who you can see who you guys are almost, you know, have like similar looks going on. Yeah, um, man. Right on cue, by the way, this is, uh, <laughs> my youngin has come in the room. 
Children's in is in the room too. Children's are in the room. So we're just gonna roll with it. We're just gonna roll yeah, with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go for it. Um and who am I uh who's got my same hair suit? I I would never just say the name right. Uh the, go the word facial hair? Yeah, no, but what what's the word? Her suit H I R S U T E means, you know, hairy, but you know. Wow. So I we so here's here's what's going on. We got three <laughs> brothers on a screen, right? Y'all know me, I'm Otto. Other guys, Kwaku. And, and I, I, I got a dude with a good, like, nice beard with the same <laughs> salt and pepper going. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Stylish, you know what I mean? Like, the, the elegant kind of, like, quaffed look. Oh, I like I like the already, whole style. You're I'm already seeing starting. This. I, I like he likes, like, like jewelry, like, in that, like, nice, like, um, classy Brian way do yes, you know what I mean yes. like it's like we got that style I know you got some good hat gear back there because I know <laughs> I know you got good hat wow so oh my um, man who have I had who do I have the pleasure of meeting uh on this one Otto I'm Leo Coltrane yes sir how was it to meet sir? you I'm, I'm I'm really well yeah how you doing uh you know I can't complain it's the uh end of the world there's a whole lot of shit going down right now and I'm trying to maintain uh my composure and my calm but um I mean we could get into that later it's not about me but I I will tell you fellas that I have a lot of contempt right now and I'm good with it um I'm I'm trying to channel that into I'm not even going to say positive energy I'm just trying to channel that into not negative energy do you know what I mean and I'm trying to like figure out a way through and out of this so anyway it's a pleasure to to be speaking to two looks like i mean if if if, if kwaku is bringing a brother on here you know he's a brother of of repute and he's a brother of eloquence and he's a brother of of just substance substance that's the word i'm looking for yes. so it's real pleasure to meet you sir it's a real pleasure so same here thanks so um, yeah. for those of you who are listening for the first time or for those of you who don't remember because it's been so long since we've, we've put up new episodes, um, the whole premise here is that um, Otto and I are friends, um, like uh, culturally, creatively, pos- possibly family-wise. We were trying to figure that out. Um, mm-hmm. And so we love to do this exchange. Uh, people exchange records. People exchange art. You know, maybe they, they talk about books. We kind of exchange people who we think yeah. are doing dope dope, dope, dope shit and bringing beauty into the world. And so um, the whole premise here is that each one of us brings on a guest. The other person knows nothing about them. And mm-hmm. they, you know, just we just kind of have a conversation and, and it kind of unfolds why the first person brought this guest on. And so to kick it off, we normally like to play this game. It's three guesses where Otto mm-hmm. gets to guess what it is <laughs> that you do because he knows nothing. Yeah. So, so I mean, he already gonna, started. Yeah. Because Otto <laughs> likes to cheat in this game. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm I'm gonna go because I, I see the first and the last name, so I'm just gonna go stereotypical and say you play Alto Sax. That's what you do. Interesting. You are a musician. Interesting. So Leo, you can you know, you can do as I far as you, in this? you, you do. Okay. You do. You can <laughs> Um, you can you can let him know if he's right or wrong depending on the specificity you want to go into. Mm. Right. Okay. Well, you, you are correct that I'm a musician. Okay. But you don't play so I sax. It. I do not. That's the, that's the fifty percent you didn't get correct. 
Okay. Okay. But I'm, I'm right on the occupation. Is that your occupation or is that what you, I'm, I'm assuming that's the occupation? That's interesting that you phrase it as occupation. Uh-huh. <laughs> I phrase it more as identity. Identity. Can, can I tell you just why? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Oh, please. Yes. Years ago, several years ago, <clears throat> while I was at a friend's get together, mm-hmm. one of her friends came over to me and asked what I did. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I was working in production and music videos and commercials and uh, radio. So I was in, in, in pre-production and production and I, and I talked about those different things in detail. And when they walked away, my friend who was hosting the, uh, the event, she said, Leo, if you don't start telling people you're an artist. <laughs> mm. And the funny thing about that then, which was 15 years ago, maybe, was that I hadn't put together an album yet. Mm-hmm. And I, I did feel like missing that body of work, mm. it felt odd to say, to, to, to tell people I was an artist. Right, right. You know? But it doesn't matter if I have a, an album or a studio or nope. no other musician. Nope. So that's where the identity really sank in because I could yeah. do anything, but I am an artist. That I appreciate. That I appreciate. I've had the same, you know, um, on my um, artistic journey as well. I there was a point where I got to where. Well, I, let Before. me make this about me real quick because yeah. I'm just I'm piggybacking off of what you just said, which was which is interesting. Is that um, when I made the 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 leap to go into acting because that's what I do. Um, I had to sort of overcome. Let, let's call it for lack of a better word, the embarrassment of not going on the path that I was like, people thought I was supposed to, because I was in the sciences, I was supposed to be, you know, respectable, maybe I'm going to be a doctor and all that stuff. And I decided to be an actor. Um, And there's a lot of baggage that like gets put on you because, you know, you're, I, I had people call me from my family and tell me like, you know, I'm West African. So your, your father sent you to Cornell. How can you do this? You know what I mean? <laughs> and and for for a couple of years, I would always say, well, I want to be an actor. Well, you know, this and that. And like, I would always sort of back off of it. But as soon as I just said, no, I'm an actor and I don't care what you think. That's what I do. I don't care what jobs I've had or not had. I don't care if you've not seen me on the screen yet. I don't care if you've not seen me win something. That's what I do. And once I did that, for me, it was like, boom. So I also want to say that I think I won the game because I get, well, I I guess the wrong instrument, it seems, but I said that the man is a musician. See, always coming back to it. See how he can't let that go? You see see how he is, right? Still the champ. (laughs) You see how he is. Still the champ. Well, apparently he's still the champ. Apparently he's still the champ. In his mind, you know, yes. <laughs> okay, well, I'm going to say yeah. you didn't win because you guessed, if you just said musician, you would have won. But you said yeah. he played the saxophone based upon his name. Well, see, the man, what had the happened was... his name is Coltrane. I, see, I was just mm-hmm. listening to, like, mm-hmm. Coltrane. So, so if it was Baker, then, then he's producing bread? You know what I mean? It's, I, I would have said he was a singer. Maybe he's a Neith <laughs> Baker's, like kid or something like that i don't know okay bro okay anyway. all right so, so 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 what if he didn't get it right what happens next he gets two more guesses and then all right let's refine let's refine that answer then mm. okay so all right so then i'm going to say that okay obviously you're not a, a sax player 
bass player? No. no. Okay. Then Hold on, my, this is your last guess. If I were you, I'd be a little more careful. I mean, you can't run all the instruments all here, crazy, man. bro. I guess musician. <laughs> so this dude could be a multi-instrument dude. This he, dude could... Uh, you could say that. Yeah, okay. Um, I'm going to say... Uh, I'm going to say, like... Uh, EDM kind of music, like making beats, and 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 uh, he's got a uh, some some 808s. He's got like that kind of thing. That like DJ. That's what I'm gonna say. Okay, cool. So you got the musician part right. You got the making beat part right, and those are all components of the artistry. So, boom. I'm a lyricist. I'm a producer. Ooh. I'm a, a video editor. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of digital product that comes from analog sources. Okay. I'll, I'll pause there and give you some space. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, that, that, um, that, that's kind of right up my alley, when, uh, especially when you said, well, you said digital and analog at the same time. So are you taking analog, are you like, let's say, recording to like two-inch tape and then taking that and putting that into your computer and running that and then using that as like a, a soundtrack to maybe a video that you're putting together. What like explain to me what the art is, because that's you're already lighting my fire already. OK, well. Let me describe some of how I started my, my album, my first album, my only album so far. Mm-hmm. I recorded interviews that I conducted with friends and family and I sampled audio from films, radio reports, news reports. Mm-hmm. And I rearranged those phrases that I collected so that they could be like a cast of narrators. Oh, shit. That, that go from introducing songs and interacting with me during the song, leading into the next song, and, and that preceded my, my, you know, me delving into video editing. But mm-hmm. on the audio side, the sources are, I can make an album out of this conversation. Uh, or oh, yeah. I could take video from a VHS or, or the internet yeah. and, and, and rearrange it to, to, to suit a purpose that, that'll introduce, interact, and lead into other pieces. Oh, that's beautiful. It sounds like, uh, and let me put words in your mouth and then you, uh, you spit them back out if they're not the right words, but it sounds like mm-hmm. you are using a collage. It's, it's, it, it sounds to me like collage, right? You are taking from different sources, um, different sort of um, mainly audio pieces and then incorporating that into your music. Uh, maybe you're putting a beat behind it. Maybe I, I, I honestly love that stuff. It's stuff that I am... Um, Quaku, you just gave me a... Oh, no, no. I was just raising my hand saying... Because I don't want to interrupt you, but I want to say something after this because this is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've been myself delving into sort of the beauty of like everyday life and everyday, you know, the musicality of all of the things that are happening around us. Do you know what I mean? And Uh I think that's what you are doing. I mean, I think that's kind of what it is, which is, um, which is reminiscent of a, a a guest that we've had, um, um, 
my dude Henry Ott, who's a great guitarist, but he's he he works a lot with um, what do you call it? Field recordings. That's the word I'm trying to use. Like yeah. where he's he's recording, you know, a voicemail that he got from his ex girlfriend, or like a, right. or an interview that he had with his mom, or whatever. And then he puts it into, you know, with traffic noise, and then he'll put a beat on it and all that stuff. And that stuff to me is um, such a um, it it is so indicative of I think the times that we're in right now, where I just made a video that I can't actually show because somebody is wants me to do it for them but like i was taking all the found footage from all the police brutality incidents in the last two weeks and putting it to music do you know what i mean and just dragging the stuff off and then setting it to the beat and then having um the sound from the the actual violence being part of the music do you know what i mean which is i think what you're doing which i you know, I'm now I want to be your disciple and like hear this album and listen to it and, and, and steal all your ideas. And I'll give you credit, but I'll steal it all. As you should, man, you know, there's nothing really new. It's just your version of that expression, yeah. you know, because mm. I was inspired mm. to um, do this from other artists that, yeah. uh, you know, are incredible at sound montages and video montages. Mm -hmm. and, you know, mm -hmm. it's a kaleidoscopic approach of sharing and presenting art. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So mm -hmm. couple, so I, Leo and I have actually never, the, today, today's the first day that Leo and I have actually ever talked to each other. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I know Leo because a friend of mine married a, a friend of his. And so this is the power of social media where she would be posting stuff from her husband at that, t at that point, you know, boyfriend slash fiance. So I started mm -hmm. following this dude, an amazing drummer. And then he mm -hmm. would post Leo's stuff. And I was like, who's mm -hmm. this dude? You know, and I started following yeah. him. And, and I'm like, all right, I want to bring him into this conversation. Right. And so there's a couple of things that you guys said that I wanted to unpack really quickly. The, the, like the identity piece of calling yourself a musician. Because Anto, before you got on the call, I did that with him. I was like, well, I was a musician. I guess I am still a musician. You know, yeah. I struggle, you know, and the fact that you're calling that identity versus occupation is mm -hmm. huge. Mm -hmm. Because every you know, like I do stuff I work mostly in like education with a technology lens, but every every time I'm talking to someone, I'm usually using musical analogies when I'm trying to right. explain something or roll out a concept or get someone to buy into something. And so mm -hmm. I love the fact that you said that that's your identity. It's the way you see the world. It's you mm -hmm. know it's the lens through which everything takes place. Mm -hmm. That I love too. Right on. The piece that you were talking about, about like your album, because I've heard bits and pieces, but I haven't heard the entire, I haven't heard it as an entirety. Um, I love that. The, so the last group that I was in, uh, we were called Analog Transit, and we would do what Otto said, like we were two musicians, and we would play a bunch of stuff, and we recorded it. And this was like, you know, like we started doing this in 2007, and then we'd bring out we'd play everything like the other guy played keys and played drums and he played guitar. I play guitar and some drums, keys, and I'd sing. And then we'd find a way to perform it with just two people with an MPC like thing. And we'd mm -hmm. go back and forth between that and playing live instruments. Mm -hmm. So like at points, the drums would be coming out of there at points, the guy would hop on the drums and I would like control, you know, we we're doing everything through Ableton. So I would mm -hmm. like move to the next session, if you will, through the song. Yeah. You know? So I love that you're doing that. And so you have this combination of that, but also this David Bowie thing, because, you know, he, he did like a couple of albums where he just used newspaper clippings. And that's mm -hmm. what both of you were describing for all mm -hmm. of his lyrics. Mm -hmm. So the music. So wait, like, did, 
did you did you did you see that I uh, I posted this the David Bowie clipping? No, I didn't even. I missed that. I missed that you posted it. I had a conversation with somebody um, maybe last year, two summers ago, and she told me about it. Yeah. And I was blown away, and it took me a second to come back and stop spinning around laughing. I said, "Yo, this is exactly, exactly. how I created the album." Exactly. Wow. Yes. Yes. I love that you didn't even know. <laughs> That, that was his approach. I didn't know about it. I didn't know about it. And 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 that actually um, is another lane that I created for expression because there was a day when I, I had writer's block. And I was uh, that's it, that's the end of that sentence. The next <laughs> sentence is, is is my wife said to me, You don't take these eight words, put them in a sentence, when I get back, can't wait to hear the verse. Boom. And I was like, ah. I like assignments in that regard. You know, that's so right. Design constraints. Gave me, exactly. So gave me eight words, and the rest was up to me. And then what I started doing was on Instagram, I, I asked people to give me eight words that I would then include into a verse. That was the first time I messaged and, you, because I sent you, I saw, I saw you did that. I'm like, oh, I love this, and I sent you eight words. I don't know if you used I still them. got them. Okay. I still got them. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm up to uh, episode, uh, I don't know, nine right now. And, and there's no expectation with it. it. It's low pressure. It's easy. And the only person I had to impress was myself. But I asked strangers and family and friends, just like I created the album, give me eight words and I'll incorporate it into a verse. And it, 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 it took a life of its own. And I got flooded with generous people who just were interested in what their eight words could turn into. Um, there's yeah. an artist, Uncut Art in New York who gave me uh, eight words. We ended up shooting a video for it. Hannibal Burris gave me eight words and I, sh- I had a great time shooting a video for that. And uh, it was just a continuation of using bits and pieces mm-hmm. to you know, create a new, a new piece of work. Okay, so I'm getting a little too excited here about all this stuff. So uh, we, we have a format, and I know that I'm going to get a little bit ahead of myself. So I, before I ask the flood of questions and start taking a lot of notes uh, and stealing your, all your ideas, um, uh, because it's really, really, I'm, 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 I'm not being facetious here. It is something that I, like, especially very recently, have been exploring for myself artistically because we're all, uh, we're, we're all supposed to be, you know, self isolating and quarantined. So I've got all this equipment here, and I've just been really just messing around with a lot of stuff, connecting with friends, and just making things over the web, um, and and using found footage and putting that all together and making new art. It's almost it's it's sort of um, Uh, it's really sort of opened me up to a lot of things because just to go back really quickly to that brilliant thing that you said, it's like I said it's an occupation, you said it's an identity, right? The occupation puts us in a cage, right? So I'm an actor. So all I can see is television, movies, theater. That's all I'm supposed to do, right? But suddenly, well, I can't do television right now. I can't do movies right now. can't do theater right now. Everybody's trying to do, you know, Zoom uh, monologues and shit like that, right? But that that's not really the art. So what is the art now? Right? Well, let's go find it. Let's go pick it up. Let's like, like, like use the constraints of being, you know, um, um, trapped in our own homes and come up with something. It might not even be acting. It might be something completely different. But before I go, because I'm about to go off with this. I'm ready. I'm ready um, when you when you want to go there, though, because I, I got yeah, some yeah, stuff yeah. for you on that. 
but the whole thing with our, you know, our Radio Zamunda exploration is that my thing is I'm really, I love the origin story. So now I know this cat named Leo Coltrane, and he's given me a bit of what he does. I want to know what created Leo Coltrane. What, how did you, what started you off into becoming an identified artist? Right. What was the thing? Was it first grade, your art teacher? Was it just something? How did you just tell me like your origin story, if you if you will? Take it from the top and share as much or as little as you want. Yeah, no doubt. Um, I think that what uh, would 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 set the scene is the fact that I was uh, the son of two artists. Right. (laughs) So. I could have gone in a completely opposite direction. However, mm-hmm. my dad was a pianist, my mother's an, uh, a painter and a poet and an actor. And um, as, as, as the 80s and 90s proved, hip hop won the race for my attention. Right, right. <laughs> and it, and, 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 and it, it, it did the same for a lot of my close friends. And Freestyle Fridays, became a regular thing and mm. freestyling after school and uh, any any t- and calling people up on landlines and kicking your latest verse and wow. um, mm-hmm. just the process of writing songs over instrumentals actually <laughs> sometimes there were no instrumentals so you'd write a song over somebody else's lyrics because you right. just love the beat mm. right so there's a time period where I had a friend named Swift, mm-hmm. and I was like 14 years old. I walked into uh, this store where we used to hang out, and he, at some point, said, yo, pick a freestyle. I was like, oh, I don't know how to do that. Yeah. <laughs> and he said, yeah, just just whatever. So I started with somebody else's lyrics that I knew at the time, and then yeah. it took me just uh, a couple more phrases, and then I was, I was gone. Uh, yeah. I started freestyling. I had no control over it, and... When I ran out of words, he said, see? And then he was like, all right, cool, I'll catch you. And I was like, but, but I'm not finished, I got more. <laughs> he, just told, he, just, he just showed me that, that I had this superpower that I had nothing, I had no knowledge of. I didn't know I, had, I could do that. So right. after school, this would be, um, you know, I'm, I'm fast forwarding through the discovery of hip hop and, and, and playing around with it to when I started realizing that hip hop was between me and the music. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, at a point now, just to fast forward, it's not just me and the music now, you know? I, I'm sharing it on a, 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 a much broader spectrum than before. I'm not mm-hmm. famous. I'm not talking about how many people compared to someone, you know, someone else's fan base. Just talking sure. about the fact that coming from a, a bedroom where I couldn't wait to press record and listen back to the, to the things that I didn't know I was going to say, you know, what freestyling. Mm-hmm. Like that's when it's between you and the music and your, mm-hmm. your, your personal investment in the fun that turns into the growth that turns into, you know, when five people turns into three, two, one, I'm still doing it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and where are you from? I'm from Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Okay. Okay. From Brooklyn. So Brooklyn in the nineties was full of dope MCs. It probably yeah. still is. I don't know. But I, when I was, yeah. when I was coming up, I just was like, man, the vitamins. It was just vitamins. 
somebody was yeah. beatboxing, somebody was rhyming, and then it's your turn. <laughs> yeah. It, you know, I, I got, I also was lucky enough to grow up around that time. I was a, I was more of a hip hop appreciator. And, um, uh, you know, I, I guess that it makes sense what you're doing now, because I think all the good music and, and all the music that is, let me just say from an African uh, tradition is all taking, um, taking like a, a, a formula that we all sort of agree on and putting your own thing on it, right? Mm -hmm. And then making it your own. And then somebody else takes that beat and says, oh, I'm gonna put this on it and then makes it their own. And then we, we have a tradition, I feel, of sharing, right? I mean, this goes back, I'm a big jazz head too. That's why I went to Coltrane as soon as I saw your name, right? Um, but it's all the same thing. I, I've been, I, I listen to a lot of bebop jazz and I I, I delve into the history of where that came from. And that came from swing jazz. And then, you know, Charlie Parker came and started putting his little thing on it. And then um, D Dizzy Gillespie started putting their thing on it. And then suddenly it turned to this music. And it's always a music of need. And it's always a music of what do you have available? And then let's make ourselves good at that. Mm -hmm. And then and then share it with a whole bunch of other people and always battle always battle right it's it, like it's it's that tradition almost like when you see like showtime at the apollo you say well they're being so mean to each other they're just yelling at each other when they, they don't hit the right note but it's like that's how you get good right Quickly. you can't you yeah brooklyn you can't come whack on the on the corner with some whack rhymes you better go back and practice or you're gonna get the dozens right and that what that's what makes you go back to your room, to your bedroom, like you just said. And then you have that spirit. You're like, oh man, let me come up with something. And like you said, what I love is it's between you and the music. And then you go out and share it. Look what I got. And then somebody goes, oh, okay, I see you, Leo. I see you, Leo. Let me go back to my lab. I'm gonna come out with it. Oh shit. And then it's like this beautiful expression and sharing. And then the music just becomes beautiful and it never ever is whack do you know what i mean because we always have our best people out there doing it and i think it's a it's a it's a testament to all the way back i mean uh kwaku and i are from we're west african right and so i i've i've studied not studied musically but sort of historically where all of that comes from right like the the, the drummers out there yeah. back in 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 ghana in the old days right it's the same thing don't come whack to the damn village with your whack drum beat you better go back and practice that and then they come up with something and then somebody else comes up with something and then suddenly there's a language with the drums and then somebody says ah, la, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. and then they start singing and then boom you know and i, I love yeah. that yeah. yeah and it's always a sharing experience but it's an experience that um that um that pushes a, a a beautiful competition i guess that's what i love about what you just said or what i'm getting out of it where you and it's and it's really uh to watch the excellence and the achievement and the achievement with very little things, right? Just sort of uh, 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 limiting what your what your availability to resources are, right? Just makes you just better at what you are focusing on. Do you know what I mean? I love I love how you you broke that down into the architecture of of music. You know, mm -hmm. have you guys ever done the the Chicago uh, boat tour where, you know, it's like you go down the Chicago River um, and they're and they're pointing no. out the architecture. So you go down, yeah. you, you get on this do boat that. tour yeah. Yeah. and 
you're in the boat and it's the, you know, the river, it's going down the middle of the city and they're like, well, this building was designed by this person over here. They'll point to a building mm-hmm. on the right and, and these, mm-hmm. and these were the things that they were thinking about. And then over here to the left, the next building was respond or was built in reaction to that. Right. And right. see how they borrowed these techniques. But they, and so the whole way d- down the city or down mm-hmm. this river, you're seeing all these buildings that were built in reaction to one another. And mm-hmm. I love the way you sort of did that. You sort of, uh, captured that within hip hop but specifically like and Leo you can always you can always be like you guys are crazy or high but <laughs> no <laughs> I mean you might be both but it, 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 it is that, that you both uh, highlighted the part about sharing and and, and um and taking from ideas to 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 perform your own thing right be it architecture be it music or whatever so when Otto said, I'm steal all your ideas, I'm like, that's what it's for. You know what exactly. I mean? It's not yeah. precious. Because yeah. it's not yeah. going to be, it's not going to take anything from me. You're going to, 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 to put your spin on, on whatever the inspiration was right. and create your thing. Yeah. Right. And when it comes back to that, that idea of, you know, an occupation versus what your identity is, I can I can steal quote unquote your ideas, but I can never be you. Right. I could I could I could steal your actual words, and I could never be you, right? Because you are a unique creature, right? And so that's the beauty of it. It's like the skill set involved. It will become something of mine, and so it's more of a compliment if I'm like, "That is so dope! I want to try to do what he did, and then put my spin on it." Do you know what I mean? And I think that when things, and I, I guess I brought up the occupation part, is because that's like a corporate idea. It's it's, um, and and maybe I'm going too far in one direction, but like you guys can like rein me in. But like it's when then the corporations say, "All right." Now we see what the formula is, right? Mm-hmm. We're just going to do it. We're going to try to make a bunch of Leo Coltrane's now. And we're going to make a bunch of groups that sound just like him, or we're going to try to make it sound like it. That's all the time when the music starts to die, right? Not the underground of the music. The underground will still continue. But as soon as the money starts to get made on a, on a level, and this is with any art, any music, rock music was the same thing. It's all a whole a core of people come together in the late 70s, early 80s. And remember back then, hip hop, nobody sounded right. No, I mean, nobody sounded the same. Right. Yeah, right. P.E. Right. did not sound like Tribe. Tribe did not sound like De La. De La did not sound like KRS. All of them were different and all of them were coming. And then soon the corporation said, damn, there's a lot of money here. All right, so then everybody started sounding like one group, right? Same with rock music, right? You you go from the late 50s to the 60s, and then you got Jimmy, you got Zeppelin, you got the Beatles, you got this, you got that, and everybody's doing their thing. And then suddenly they said, oh, look at all that money. Let me make it this one thing, right? But you never lose the artists, right? The artists are always like, let's just keep pushing in this way. Forget all these people. Maybe I made my money, maybe I didn't, but like, there's something beautiful about, like, they can't stop it. They can't stop the creative output. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited. That's all I can say. Okay. All right. I, I want to hear more of Leo's story. Yeah, of course. But there's, I mean, okay. So I'm going to back up. Uh, You're, you figured out you could freestyle. You're realizing that, I mean, I went through something similar. I was like, Hey, this is the thing that, that brings me joy. You probably Mm -hmm. don't put it in those words when you're a kid, but you realize like, I I feel, I feel like a superhero or whatever it is when I'm doing this thing. Mm -hmm. Um, What, 
how did you progress from that from there well all right so freestyling recording it having freestyle sessions with people then recording my own songs that, that all this happened in this in a short amount of time and let's see after graduating uh, high school uh, went to college and kept um, in touch with I was in, in, in Florida and I kept in touch with the, the musicians and rappers that I, that I that I knew in New York and that's when we started putting out vinyl mm. and um, there's this uh, there was a friend who was really influential in, in, in the in the momentum that we had and through his connections we put out about four or five singles on a couple independent labels um, and I'm pausing right now because I'm thinking about it because that that was still a very casual part of just being an, an, an MC like right. it wasn't with the intention all throughout college people were like yo why don't you try to do this for real and I did say I didn't want to make it a job I, I remember that was a, a repeated wow. because there were there were no expectations Mm. except people were like yeah he's an artist like they accepted they, they accepted mm-hmm. what I was but I didn't owe it to anybody and I right. thought that pursuing it in a different way in a more like you know deliberate way might take away from just the natural enjoyment that that came mm-hmm. from performing and recording and putting out music with no schedule yeah right so fast forward to, let's see, because now we're in the year 2000s, maybe. I want to come back, back to what it. you just said, though. I want to come back please, to that. Please, please do, yeah. But keep going, keep going. I timed that break Two, poorly th- <laughs> as you <laughs> went to go sip. Anyway, keep going. I'm sorry. <laughs> 2000, I get back to Brooklyn. And uh, let's see, condense this part right here. Through a couple degrees of separation, end up living in Los Angeles the following year. Mm-hmm. So moved back from Florida, went to New York, and springed over to, uh, to Los Angeles where I stayed for 10 years. Wow. Formed a whole new circle of musicians and, and, and MCs. Um, I wasn't watching a lot of TV. I was making a lot of music. Yeah. So this is before YouTube exploded. Mm-hmm. So before um, you know the, the 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 natural instinct is to just scroll. I mean, this is this is when iPhones were just coming out. Yeah. Like, during that time period. But anyway, I didn't watch a lot of TV. I made a lot of music. I just yeah linked up with as many musicians as I could and performed in spots that that uh, that I was like, yo, you know what? This would be a cool spot to rock at one day. And then somebody would just ask me. There's a, a lot of lily pads got pushed together, so I didn't have to do right. a lot of hopping. Mm. Yeah. Oh, that's dope. And and w- w- lots of it was like pr- live performances. And then were were you going into studios to record stuff or like home studios to record? Like how? Not was a it? lot of recording. Not oh, okay. a lot of recording okay. during that time period. A lot of making of these. Yeah. A lot of writing of songs, uh, mm-hmm. but a lot of performing them. Ah. And that's around the time that my friend said, "If you don't start telling people you're an artist," and that's that's the time when. I wasn't putting together a body of work. I was just doing what I wanted to do. Right, right. 
Now, that's interesting. It, there's a couple of things there. The idea, one, of uh, the body of work validating who you are. Yeah. You know, there, there's a level of that that has to exist. You know, you can only say it so many times, you know, in front of so many people one time. So it's like, hey, well, this is this is who I am. So I that I'm, a, you know, you know, I, I'm a singer and somebody's like, oh, sing me something. And I'd be like, you know. Actually, you can go here, <laughs> you know, right, right. There's there's that level of that. Um, there's a, another thing I think that's really interesting. I, I remember coming to L.A. in the beginning of 2000 and thinking about moving to L.A. and not really liking the energy versus the energy in New York as far as like mm-hmm. finding people to play with and 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 even the authenticity that you're describing. Like, I didn't see it as much. I remember going to a bunch of open mics, and it's a lot of people standing outside with guitars and, you know, and, like, having, like, this look. And, and you'd get inside, and I was just like, yeah, but where's the, where's that, where's the hustle? Where's the grind? And so I'm really impressed that, you're, that you came out to L.A. And you, and you were able to build up that scene in that way, you know. It took some time. Yeah. It definitely took some time because I... I I was in my early 20s, and I'm sure I had a sense of entitlement that came from just we all did. having such a healthy musician circle and, and producer circle in New York. And I'm like, okay, when I get out there, I'm just going to, um, you know, somehow replicate that. Right. <laughs> and uh, I, I quickly found out, nah, you can't just fast forward bond, you know? Yeah. 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 But yeah. the... Um, the, the, a duo that I met while I was in college in Florida, uh, two brothers, one is a, a keyboard player and another is a drummer. Turned out they had moved to Los Angeles a couple years before I did. So that became the, 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 the springboard for, for meeting all these other musicians that I wouldn't have had access to other, otherwise. Yeah, right. Well, there's a there's a purity about what you're saying um, that reminds me. I mean, like I said, I'm a jazz like head. I love jazz. I got like hundreds of jazz records here, and I'm also blues, right? And it's it's funny that um, when the, the, when I'm saying purity of musicianship, right? There are hundreds of blues artists that were only recorded because some white dude showed up and was like, hey, I want to record your stuff. It was Alan Lomax and all those guys that just went back. But it was, they just loved performing their music. They weren't making it a job. They're sitting on their stoop. They had a banjo and they're singing, right? And that's just what they did. And and I feel like probably a lot of them were kind of weirded out that somebody wanted to come and record them because this is just what they did. This was back in the day when music was just, it wasn't an occupation. It was just like, like it's almost like talking being an occupation, right? You know, somebody coming and talking or coming to us and saying, Hey, I just want you to talk and we're going to make an album out of this. Right. That's what they did. Right. It was, just part of who they were. It wasn't an occupation. It wasn't anything. And so I feel like that's what you were doing. It was like, and, 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 and I guess what's, what's got me sort of also excited is because, you know, when I came up as an artist, as an actor, um, what really did me in 
um, that gave me the joy was theater, right? Going up in front of a crowd of people playing a character and that thrill from the audience. Like I, you know, of course there's a sort of a career mind that I had where I'm like, well, I want to keep being able to do this. So I want to be able to pay my bills with this. I don't want to do anything else other than this. So obviously I have to be in a certain sort of uh, I, I have to get a certain pay scale for this to work for me. But I really, especially when I wasn't making any money, I really loved just being in front of people playing a character and feeling that they are following the story and they are with everything that we're doing in the storytelling moment. And I could have done that forever as long as I could eat reasonably well. You know what I mean? And I feel like that's what you were doing, right? Where, where finally you were just like, oh, okay, well, maybe I got to like sort of put some stuff down for posterity, but at, I'm a pure musician. Like, even the word musician is weird to, to, to tag on you because it's like, that's just who I am. I'm just Leo Coltrane. This is what I do. You know what I mean? Um, that, that's kind of what I got out of that. You write about the, um, the feeling of, uh, cause I'm the last out of all my friends to put an album together. <laughs> and, um, somebody, uh, Somebody thought that was funny. They didn't think that's where the sentence was going. They were like, oh, I thought you were going to say I was the last of my friends to, you know, have kids or buy a house or something. But right. uh, albums, or at least an album, is something that um, defines other artists, friends of mine, too. Is uh, mm. You can put it down, or you can send a link or something. It's just it's there. Right, right. And, and I started recording it, I think, in 20... 2015 or 2016 and it took me a long time because I took the, the, the reins at most of the work. It's produced by one person. I went to high school with him. Mm-hmm. Always wanted to record an album with him. He's, he's been a part of my, my circle of MCs, all right. of our lyrical growth. He's, you know, from beat tapes yeah. to sending Google links, you know, like it's, it's been all these, these years. Mm-hmm. And as I said, uh, he and I spoke about it recently. He said part of the reason why it took you so long to put that album together is because you did all the work. He wasn't available that 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 time period as, as much as he'd like to be. But I arranged all the music. I arranged all the dialogue I sliced up. Mm. And I had a, a theme that, you know, was was was, was constant. It was a, a thread that, that was, um, you know, made it identifiable. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, the album is called That Third Thing. And that phrase came from a, uh, what's my man's name? Bruce Springsteen. I just oh, happened yeah. to randomly fall upon his, uh, his, 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 he was speaking to a group of, 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 of students, um, yeah. musicians, uh, I think. And he said, you know, in music, one and one makes three. If you just have a paintbrush and a canvas, you fail. If all you have is a, 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 a you got to find that third thing right. that you can't fully explain, but that is truly coming up from inside of you. Mm. That and third so I named, I, I named the album after that, and I was like, that's, that's it. That's it. That third that's thing. That, that. 
So, I mean, you kind of touched on this, but what was what made you finally say? I mean, you you might be repeating yourself, and I I, I got to turn this off. Some something's oh one second, sorry. Before I ask this question, because something's going on in the sound, real quick. All right. All right. Yeah, my phone was messing with my uh, sound real quick. Um, but what? So. I think you've already said this, so this might be redundant, but like, what was the deciding factor for you to decide, okay, now is the time I'm going to put some stuff down. Was it just your friend, the producer, or was it just your friend saying, Hey, you need to start calling yourself an artist? Or did you feel like this is the third thing? Interesting. So yeah, like good, good question. Good question. What was the thing where you're like, all right, now it's time. Well, all those things, um, they, they never faded away. Uh, like, you know, my friend saying, if you don't start introducing yourself as an artist, um, the, 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 the duo, the drummer and the, um, the keyboard player introducing me to other musicians and hitting stages that I hadn't, you know, ever hit, um, performing with large bands, you know, mm-hmm. all these things were, um, you know, they just built on one another and, mm-hmm it was time to be deliberate. That's, that's what mm-hmm. it just felt like. It was time to be deliberate. Mm-hmm. And I had, I had for the first time felt like, all right, this is a, this doesn't have to be a, a one-off. This could be something that can represent a period of time. Right. Where I, I was, I was being, you know, very specific about how I wanted to express a very particular piece of art. It's, a, it's, an, it's an art project. Mm-hmm. I wanted to make an art, a complete art project. Right. And it sounds like on your terms. It wasn't like an A&R guy came to you and was like, oh, man, I'm going to make you a big star. I'm going to make you the next X, Y, Z. You were just like, no, this is the next step. Absolutely. Because there were a couple things I wanted to do that I, I set... Um, like creating an album was the precedent, um, the prerequisite rather, mm-hmm. for me getting on a plane to go, to go perform the music in London. Mm. Uh, and then, I, and then I, I went to Berlin, and then mm. the following summer, I went to Tokyo and Hong Kong, and I just needed to have that album done. That that uh-huh. that was my that was my own stance because I, yeah. I I've I've always wanted to share the music abroad with people that mm. did not speak my language. That 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 spoke feeling, you know? Right. And, and, and so, like, well, how did that, how did the, the trip to Tokyo happen? Was it because you'd I been I kind of just threw that out there, right? <laughs> just, yeah, I was like, yeah. <laughs> he's like, yeah, then I just went to Tokyo. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. <laughs> wait a minute, but wait a minute. But you know what? It kind of, it kind of was like that. Yeah. Uh, it, it started with London and Berlin. That was the summer of maybe 2017. Um, I think I finished the album in 2017. And just two months later, I reached out to people I knew in, in both London and Berlin mm-hmm. and told them that, you know, told them my plans, asked if they knew of any venues I could perform at and radio spots I could hit. And each day was better than the last when I, when I went out there. It was, it was, it exceeded my expectations. It reminded me of just the fact that music is, is, is universal and the appreciation that those audiences had for the music was mm. unparalleled. 
Yeah, that, I mean, the universality of it when you're going to a place where English is not the first language and I'm going to assume that obviously you hip, you rap in, or you perform in English, your lyrics are in English, right? So so yeah. that that's another thing about the 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 level of musicality that you must have that it can it can reach people beyond language and i think that's one of the beautiful things about music the the, the one quick question i want to ask you is is i'm going to call it your identity is there um let me call it a band name is there a is there a uh, and i what is how do you identify yourself when you are performing as Leo Coltrane. And what has okay. happened is that over time, Crew, for example, um, which is mm-hmm. how we got connected, yeah. is mm-hmm. uh, is an incredible dope drummer and producer. And I actually credit him with- Sorry, what's his name? I'm sorry. Yeah, Crew, C-R-U. Um, got it, got it, okay. Uh, dope uh, drummer and uh, producer who was, uh, part of a couple jam sessions in New York and he, he, he brought me back out on stage. In 2016, he was like, look, while you're prepping the, the, you know, the final touches on your album, come do these, these, these spot dates with me. Um, right. Even if it's just a verse, you know? Right. And, and from there, I started, um, I started performing alone with the, with a drum machine. Mm. Like I would trigger my, instead of, giving a DJ a thumb drive or, or whatever, I would play my own music. You know, uh, each pad would play a, a segment of my show. Mm, that feels familiar. And, and I would, uh, you know, over time I developed some techniques that um, were pretty dope. Uh, I'd, I'd play the drum machine while I'm rapping. Wow. I would sample the audience and include that playback as part of a song. Dope. And, and, and 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 at a certain point, I was like, okay, cool. I've 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 got I've got I've got the proficiency to take this drum machine, put it in my backpack, perform anywhere on the planet solo. Mm-hmm. Now let's broaden this out and, and 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 get crew to play drums along with me. And then let's invite Francis, who's a, an amazing vocalist. Um, she's she's my bandmate, um, bass player keyboard player and and it was kind of a rotating thing it's like whoever was available because it was just mm. a vibe where the people i admired were were down to, to rock with me mm-hmm. so we're not a set band it's not you know oh we know leo coltrane comes with six band members right it, it could be 10 it could be two right and again, it's, it, it really follows along the, the the traditions of music that I love. Um, are you are you composing the also the, the 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 instrumentation, or are just cats showing up and sitting in? And here's what the beat is. Okay, I'm gonna lay a bass line over this. So, like, does the music change depending on who's playing bass and who's playing uh, who's singing, kind of thing? It def- it's never the same show twice. Yeah. The mm-hmm. the thing that might stay the same is that if you know if they're performing to track number two, mm-hmm. they are you know augmenting it. And then you know there's been plenty of times when I start fading down the the, the, the drum machine. I say, okay, just the humans now. We're gonna rock with just yes. the humans. Yeah. And then I let them surprise me too, yeah. so that you know the song I was about to do might change and turn yeah. into a freestyle, or it might 
it might just be something I sit back and I've, I've, I've gotten off the stage and watched from the audience perspective so I can see what the hell's going on. That's dope. I love that freedom. Yeah, that that's the thing that, again, I keep bringing up jazz, blues and all that stuff. But jazz, you know, uh, as I think a lot of people know, is is that improvisation. Like, I remember when I started listening to jazz when I was a kid and then somebody explained to me, like, you know, that they're just sitting there and they might have like a loose structure about, you know, the, 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 the pace of the song and what key it's in. And then they just go, go. And then Miles points at, I don't know, Coltrane and then the Coltrane points at somebody and they just solo and then they just they make the music. And I'm like, wait, so kind of blue was made with like two takes. And they're like, yeah. And I guess what um, why I'm bringing that kind of stuff up is um, the what you did in it sounds like the 10 or 15 years where you weren't concerned about an occupation where you weren't concerned about i'm gonna be famous i'm gonna put an album down be paid blah 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 is um we had another guest who happened to be a jazz cat uh, who happens to be a jazz cat who um was talking about developing his box chops like he would go out this cat um adam rogers is a guitarist he would go out when he was like 16 play in Washington Square Park and just keep playing with whoever was there as band and like you know people give them money and all that stuff and they would build up he would build up his ability to communicate musically with whoever yeah. he was playing with yeah. and that you know brought up his his skill set to a level where just like you said you're developing your own techniques you've got a drum machine now you know how to rap and play with the drums and then i'm gonna like play with music and then there's something beautiful about that that communication which is something like kwaku has heard me say one of the reasons I love music is because I am jealous of musicians. I'm jealous that you can speak in that language. I'm jealous that you can take a drum machine, a guitar, keyboards, a lyricist, and just sit there and go, all right, let's just, uh, let's just fuck around and talk. And you guys aren't speaking. You guys are actually talking with the music and communicating. So somebody like you says, oh, man, I'm going to go into the audience and see what they're talking about. Yeah. And then I'm going to jump in and I'm going to have an idea. And that only comes because you have learned the language of music. And so you have the consequence, like I study music a little bit, but I don't have yet under my fingers the ability to have like full conversations with anybody but like the moments that i've been able to like do that i cannot tell you the joy i cannot tell you the 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 the, the little experience of being able to say oh man you played that on the bass and then i did that with the guitar that was dope and it like brings tears to my eyes and like you i love music I play the guitar and all that stuff. I don't care about, I'm not trying to play the guitar so I can be a musician and like sell albums, right? I mean, I don't care. It's just, uh, there's something so beautiful about being able to communicate with that specific language, more than spoken language, like just musically, which is something that I have a lot of envy and a lot of respect for musicians on that level. So when you just casually say, yeah, you know, had this drum machine and I got this little technique and then I figured out how to do that. I'm like, you did? Like Kwaku's heard me say this a million times where I can watch musicians just set up on stage. Like you all are trying to get set up real quick and get tuned and all that stuff and plug your stuff in. Like, cause you guys are worried about us as the audience being bored. I'm like, why is he plugging that over there? And why is he saying that? Oh man, it's just 
amazing to me. So anyway, thank you, thank you, thank you. Just thank you for letting me have that little monologue about that. It's, it feels like you need to sample that because it feels like you just described that third thing. Yeah. <laughs> I, do hope you send me the, I do hope you send me the audio because oh, no, there's a lot of gems in it. here. You'll get it. Oh, you'll no doubt, it. no doubt. And also the, what the third thing also reminded me from the acting standpoint is the audience, right? They're, like to me, a play isn't a play. A movie isn't a movie until the audience sees it, right? Like you, I can sit here and do monologues all day to myself, but it's nothing until you have another human being or human beings listening and reacting, because that to me is the true art of it. It's not my own thing, right? It's my own thing when I'm, uh, you know, creating the character in my head, but it's like when I present it to you which is why theater is like to be the end all be all of all acting because it's an it's an instant like interactive moment where you're just on stage and you're just like all right here's what I got what do y'all think and then they say this and then okay let me let me let me react to that and so like the great musicians like you said you can be up on stage and just lower it and say let's just do the humans now all right let's just let let me pull the beat back in all right that thing i'm going i'm going to record the audience and and put them in the damn music live. That anyway. All right, I'm gonna stop talking. I'm gonna stop talking. No, I mean it's. I mean it's. <laughs> I, so I before before we called you, I was I was professing to Leo how much I appreciate and really admire what he does. I was like literally, I you're basically I was saying you're one of the artists to make me wish I still live in New York because. Mm. That I don't get that, you know, I currently live in San Diego, weather's great, music, you know, is good, mm-hmm. but it isn't the same thing. It isn't mm-hmm. the same thing at all. Um, mm-hmm. there, there, I appreciate that, man. Thanks yeah, a lot for saying that. That is, that is the truth. And even, mm-hmm. oh, the piece that you're saying there, like, about the music, like, letting the musicians, just all, only humans, that piece, I love. And, the, you know, we were talking about the David Bowie thing earlier. Have you heard of this term, bricolage? I know I've said this to you. It's mm-hmm. this like artistic approach where you are, where it's like all of your actions, you're, you're working on all these things and you're almost putting together a collage. And then when you step back, you see what the art is, but it's not this deliberate thing where you're like, all right, I'm doing, you know, what we're talking about, I'm doing an album or I'm going to be a musician. So I need to go to music school and after music school, I'm going to do this. and I'm going to do that. But it's sort of like you have all of these different experiences. And when you take a step back, that becomes the piece and you see those connections. It feels mm-hmm. like your journey as an artist has been a version of that. And so like that, that's kind of what David Bowie was doing with the newspaper, like the headlines mm-hmm. where he was pulling them together, you know, these, these things that don't feel connected and mm-hmm. then creating a body of art from that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Radiohead I, does I'm, that too, right? Say that again. Radiohead does that. Like Radiohead, right, Mike Doty. Yeah, like Kid A was doing, Mike Doty does that too. Yeah, I love that stuff. You know. Um, we, so when I was talking to Leo, I was like, all right, we're going to talk about two things. We're going to talk about you as an artist and we're going to talk about what is happening in the world. Um, just because, you know, I mean, it's, it's an amazing byproduct where we get to promote, um, diverse voices who are doing amazing things in the world. And so Otto and I haven't really, you know, through timing and all that, like haven't had as much time to really unpack everything that's happening in the world, but, I really I was excited to have you on today as, uh, as, as not even just a person of color, but as a black man who is existing 
in this insanity that we're in right now. And mm. it's interesting to me, like the project that Otto brought up where he's talking about the police brutality piece. Like, I mean, I didn't even know you were working on that, but we are all finding these ways to um, process uh, what is happening and also letting it come out through whatever artistic things that, you know, that, that call to us. And so it, it would be interesting. What I really want to know essentially is what is going through your mind right now and how is this affecting your art? Well, I'll say that Memorial Day, right? Mm -hmm. The world got snapped back into a, 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 a narrative that we know. And it reminded me of 2015 and I can't remember which series of, of, of heartbreaks we had then, but you, you can point back to any year. Mm -hmm. and, and I, was, I was sitting down with a tablet, uh, a digital tablet, and I was just drawing lines, and it ended up looking like a flag. And in the top left, instead of stars, I drew nooses and police badges and crosses, and I rewrote the pledge of allegiance. Mm -hmm. And none of this was intentional. It just started with me just drawing, you know, lines on a page. And I rewrote the Pledge of Allegiance and titled it the Pledge of Amnesia. Mm -hmm. And that was in 2015. And I, I, I'll share that piece with you, but before that, um, I know that the anchor that, that that landed on me, I was like, man, this is just a fraction of what the families are feeling. Yeah. This is a fraction of what the neighbors were feeling, mm -hmm. you know? And I didn't want to talk. I didn't want to write anything about it. I didn't want to record the album I'm working on with crew right now. So I made me, I made music. I wrote, I wrote, I wrote music. I, I sat in front of the keyboard. I banged out some drums. And I thought about that piece I drew in 2015, The Pledge of Amnesia. And I said, you know, let me do a montage that can express some of the chaos that's in my chest. Mm -hmm. And I took different pieces of different songs that, um, that spoke to what we were experiencing collectively. You know, it, it, it opens on a montage that was already created by a, a producer and, and dope rapper in Detroit named Black Milk. Mm. And in, 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 in that, in that um, echo chamber of voices that he created, you hear there's not a black man in America or in this country. And then the next piece that I put in there was Jay-Z from, uh, it's on OJ story, what mm -hmm. he says. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mm -hmm. And that okay was in response to him saying right before that, you know, OJ said, he said, I'm not black, I'm OJ. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. Mm -hmm. And um, that piece coming right after Black Milk's montage where the question is, is not a black man in this country? I was like, well, okay. Because even, mm -hmm. if, <laughs> even if anybody says, hey, I'm, I'm not that, I'm just like, yo, in this country, don't forget yeah. you are. Yeah. 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 
So here, here, here's what I did. I, I put together those sound bites. Um, they range from that Black Milk intro to Jay-Z to Slick Rick to Sadat X. And, and they're all addressing police brutality. They're all addressing the violence against citizens by enforcers of the law. Mm-hmm. And now I'll just share the, uh, the Pledge of Amnesia. Mm-hmm. I pledge amnesia to the past and its entire state of hysteria, including the public of stolen lands, unsanctioned, unresolved, unforgivable, in memory of every child lost. <laughs> Damn. And, 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 and I wrote that in 2015. And, and, and when I finished that piece that just started out as lines, they had no political um, intention. Mm-hmm. I pre, I, I, I imagine the, the, the conflict it might create. It, it's a controversial thing, I think, to rewrite this, you know what I mean? Just like it was controversial for a man to put his knee down on the ground while, you know, an acknowledgement of this fabric yeah. was mm-hmm. happening. Can I say this? Is it, I think, I, I would add on and say it's controversial for a person of color to rewrite history. Mm-hmm. Well put. Mm-hmm. But please continue. So, I tell you this. Um, it's only recent, maybe maybe around this time. When was Eric Garner? Was that 2015? I don't know. The fact that we, the right fact now. that we can't keep up. Yeah. Yeah. There was two already this week. To, uh, but yeah, yeah. I, can't, I can't remember everybody's name anymore. So, w- what I'm getting at is that, you know, I have friends who are very opinionated when it comes to politics. They are well versed in certain laws and bills that are passed, and and a lot of that. And after I finished writing this, I was like, as a person who doesn't identify as, you know. I'm not a political buff. I don't have heated debates about certain policies. Doesn't mean that I don't have my own views on ethics and morality and what's right and wrong and what's basic. But after that, I was like, to, to, to share this five years later, I had to go through a series of, okay, what does it, who, who's going to oppose this? Mm-hmm. Like what? What? Okay, it's uh, I've removed stars and put imagery of violence, and and uh, but it's I'm not making this up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't I didn't make this up. It is not to offend. It is it is a fact. Facts can be offensive and they can be hurtful and they can be challenging, but this is not to provoke. This is something that I didn't intend to do. So, man, my hands knew the truth. They just drew it. Mm-hmm. And what would someone who is opposing this piece say? Mm-hmm. 
I mean, you can say anything, but are you opposed to the facts? Yeah. This is crazy. The fact, what's crazy to me is you're like, here is not even my truth, but truth. Mm-hmm. And you still, as an artist, as a person of color, whatever, you still have to go through a checklist of who's going to oppose this. Right. Who? I'm going to say something that's truthful. And we're talking mm. about Kaepernick. Who's going to oppose this? Right. The idea of just being a person where, and and whether it's being an artist or it's being someone at work, you know, and what you wear, what you, how you think, what you're describing is the, is the gaze of, uh, or the perspective of black men. And, and I, I had this conversation with a few people this week, that video of that woman in Central Park, the reason that video touched so many people is mm-hmm. because they got the black gaze. Mm-hmm. You don't see the, the person that she's talking to. And so it mm-hmm. feels like that's happening to you. And it's so rare that people who, people who aren't people of color have that perspective. Right. Of, of someone threatening, threatening society against you. Mm-hmm. And, when you. And when you watch that video, the part mm-hmm. of it that really gets me, because you got to watch the whole thing. Mm-hmm. She's holding the dog. She's, you know, she's shrill and all that. But she's like, mm-hmm. I'm going to call the cops. And he's like, go ahead, call the cops. So she calls. And the first time she's like, there's a, there's a man and he's bothering me. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and he's a black man. And then she says it again, but she mm-hmm. amps it up. And it sounds yeah. like she's being attacked. Mm-hmm. And to see someone display power that way from that yeah. perspective. And you just described the same thing. I have yeah. to go through those checklists. Did Bob right. Dylan do that? <laughs> no. And, and, and also, like, to add just on that video, um, the thing that always struck me, because, yeah, the, when she amps it up, she says uh, it's an African-American, right? But before all of that stuff, this, this person who's, you know, the black man is the boogeyman. We're the scary people. We're the ones who have to be under control. But she gets in his face. She, he, he's backing up. She gets in his face and then goes and does this act. Good point. And so to go to your, um, why I had to take a pause and not talk after you um, uh, read those lyrics, the, the, you know, the rewrite of the Pledge of Allegiance is because why that, that is so brilliant to me and what I've, what I've started to really realize and where my contempt comes from is you call it the Pledge of Amnesia. Right. Because you you the only way you can support white supremacy is if you forget actively all of this stuff. And it's and it's a choice. You have to pretend that this stuff didn't happen. Right. You're talking about a country. This is the thing that I've been saying a lot, you know going to Colin Kaepernick, why that sort of touched off a lot of us, right? This man, first of all, started sitting out the Pledge of Allegiance or or, or the national anthem. He was just sitting on the side. He wasn't saying anything. He was just sitting down. Then a reporter noticed and asked him. And he said, I'm sitting this out because of police brutality. Set off a firestorm because he's 
disrespecting the flag. He's disrespecting the troops. He's disrespecting all that. So then he goes up to, I think he was an army ranger that he knew. He said, hey, man, I'm not trying to disrespect the flag. Here here goes, you mentioned a checklist, Kwaku. Yep. I'm not trying to disrespect the flag. I'm not trying to, uh, you know, offend people, but I'm just trying to make a statement in a country that supposedly I can make these statements. The guy said, all right, take a knee. Takes a knee. Can't do that, right? Can't do that. Can't do that. And now he is peacefully protesting a song that celebrates the violent overthrow yep. of tyranny. Yep. What do you what the hell do you think they're talking about when they say the rockets red glare, the bombs bursting in air? It's all right when they violently uh, revolt against tyranny. But when we do it, we can't even take a motherfucking knee. We can't do it peacefully. We can't do it peacefully. We can't do it not peacefully, right? So again, they have to actively forget even their own stuff. I bring up the Boston, they call it the Boston Tea Party, not the Boston Tea Riots, because it was a riot. It was a riot that they celebrate to this day. But we can't call it that. It's a party. But if it was black people, then it's a revolt. It's a it's a riot. They're angry. And so I my contempt is to bring it back full circle is I'm realizing that I like you and like you and like Colin Kaepernick, we're going through this checklist because we're so afraid of offending these people. And why are we doing this work? Like you just said, Leo, we're just telling the truth. This is what happened. We're not the ones who have to accept this. You have to. Let's at least agree on the facts. And then you got to look at yourself. Mm. So for me, like I'm, my contempt comes from, why the fuck are you calling me and asking me what you think you can do? You know, Caucasian person with, you know, good intentions. Go do your work. I'm done. I'm done trying to make you feel better about this mm, stuff. Mm. I'm done. I'm not. I'm. I, I'm not even being mean because I'm still going through that checklist, right? I'm just saying, I've been black all my life. Not my fault. This is this mm. is the society that has been formed. So, like, you guys are surprised now that there's police brutality. The thing that's interesting in that video that I was putting together is I would not show, I showed uh, Derek Coffin, the, 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 the cop that did it, but I would not show what he was doing. Right. I just showed his face because we all know what he's doing. And then I'm showing all the police brutality against white folks because the police were beating the crap out of white people. And I said, see, you all aren't safe from your own institutions. You all aren't safe from your own shit. So if this is going to wake you up, let it wake you up because y'all are being treated like us now. And now, but this is only two weeks, right. <laughs> drive 400 years. But anyway, that's where my contempt and my disgust comes from at this point. I'm like, I don't have, I don't have no more patience to make y'all feel better about this stuff. No more patience. We have the checklist. Mm -hmm. Work on your own. Work on your own shit. I mean, cause we all do. I mean, we're talking like, where you walk yeah you know i don't i don't deal with it as much out here but I'm, i know you guys do late yeah. at night if you're on a sidewalk there's a white woman walking towards you you know what's going to happen yeah you know 
It doesn't matter who you are. Otto, Otto's famous-ish. I know you hate it when I do that, but he gets the same treatment that, that, that anybody will get. Mm-hmm. Six foot in black, you know what's going to happen. Yeah. And I'm trying to get out of your way so I don't get in any trouble. Like, why do I have to do that? Yeah. So, anyway. But that, oh, man, the United States of Amnesia, the Brilliant. Pledge of Amnesia, that is... Ooh. I started yeah. tearing up. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. When you, you know, yeah. how how do we process? I, I, I made I made it through. I'm, I'm surprised I made it through too. It's heavy. It's heavy <laughs> like, in the, you know. Yeah. Because the yeah. thing is, I'm hearing that, and I'm just like, uh, you are you're so. I don't I don't even know how to describe it, but you're so used. It, it, it's almost like uh, when you are, whatever you you go out for the day. And you come mm-hmm. home, and maybe it's like a stressful day. It's like you're dealing with the subway, you're dealing with people. You're just like you're just like so focused on being aware. When you finally sit down on your couch, you get to relax, mm-hmm. and you get to like let the day go. And you're like, all right, cool, I'm at home. You know what I mean? I don't have to have my head on a swivel for one reason or another. Right. Hearing that, it just reminded me of all these things that mm-hmm. I feel like I like. We're talking about checklists. All these things that I have to do mm-hmm. to to uh, just feel safe in the world. Right. 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 <laughs> just, just that. Just to feel safe. Yeah. And you don't, and you don't consciously think of it because we're all born with it, and we all have the conversations with our parents once we started to grow, maybe seven or nine, where they're just like, for me, we, you know, I was born in the Bronx. We moved to the suburbs. My mom's like, you, you have friends. You're riding bikes with them. If they're doing anything that you think is wrong, yeah. essentially, she's like, run. Yeah. Because if the cops come, they're coming for you. It doesn't yeah. matter what you did. And all mm-hmm. and I know everybody in this conversation has had that talk with their parents. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, that just sure. builds and that just builds and that just builds. Yeah. So now, like, I'm in my 40s and I hear stuff like this and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. This is hard. Yeah. Just being is hard. Yeah. And the calls that you're getting from people that are well-intentioned, what can I do? Mm-hmm. That, that's another thing that's hard because yeah. now I need to make you feel okay. Yeah, and it's not that you know it, it, it. The intention is there, and I respect that. But at the same time, it's it's just the other thing. Yeah, it's another thing on the checklist now. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm sorry, Leo. I feel like I cut you off because I'm no. <laughs> you didn't. You didn't. Just... No, no. I'm I'm soaking in I'm soaking in your your, your perspectives because uh, uh, they're they're more common than not. You know. Yeah. Damn. Ooh. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to get <laughs> yeah. But it's real, right? You don't have to apologize. It's real. Because yeah. um, yeah. this, this, this was nobody's choice to, like, hey, you know what? Let's create a reason to feel heavy. Right. 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 That was, yeah. that was, that was already gifted. Yeah. yeah. Gifted. Interesting term. Yeah. I guess because we've all, you know, because of the current administration, the word gaslight has been you know, it has entered into the lexicon um, as as a as a term that people start to use, and and I realize, yeah, we're all being gaslit by this, right? We, on the one hand, speaking of Memorial Day, it happened on Memorial Day, right? Yeah. And we are talking about the soldiers going out and fighting wars and sacrificing, and we're honoring that fight for freedom that physical fight for freedom against tyranny, against whatever country is infringing upon us. World War II, we went and got those Nazis, we killed them all, right? And we freed those people, 
And then those very black people who went and had to beg most likely to be in the army right. came back to a country and they were niggas. Yep. Came and 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 they have to celebrate Memorial Day or the Fourth of July and say, We've got this great country. We've fought for freedom, but I'm not free, but that's okay. I can't even I can't even voice it. Martin Luther King walking through uh, uh, cities and towns, getting his ass kicked by the cops. And still we're in a free country, right? When we say, no, we're not even going to pick up guns and come after you because you guys would slaughter us because you guys got the army, right? We're we're just going to stand in the street and say, we want to be free. Right now, we're saying, we just want to know, we just want you to know that we matter, right? That's it. And they still come in and beating on us. Not just us. Not just us. And and other white people. (laughs) And white people now. Now they're beating on white people. And so I think, I mean, I don't, you know, I, I hope is a whatever. I, I, I'm not a sort of Pollyanna kind of person, right? Hey, if this turns everybody around and we, 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 we live in a utopia next year. Awesome. I'm not going to be complaining about that, but you know, we live in this time where the news is every two minutes and something happens in the news and we get focused on that. And then the next thing happens and we're like squirrel. And then the thing is gone. That video that I put together, and I keep mentioning this video that I put together that nobody's even going to see, right? Well, we want to see it. The, you should send it to us. Sure, sure. I ask you permission <laughs> yeah. for it. But, like, at the end of the video, I just put as many people as I could find that were subjects of police brutality. And it's picture after, it's Eric, it's Brianna, it's everybody, and it just keeps going and going and going. And as I'm looking it up, I realize, number one, oh, there's two people in the last two months that I didn't know about. Just, oh, there's another dude that just died. Oh, there's another woman that just died. Oh, there's something. And it just kept going on to where I was like, this is... It goes on after the song, like the song fades out and I just keep putting faces up, faces up, faces up. And it's like, why? Why do we have to go through this and then apologize for even just saying that we matter? Why do we have to say it so night nice? won't well, we matter? We just want to let you know that we matter. Yeah. Anyway, I could go on for days about this shit, but... Yeah. Anyway, you can go on for days because it's going on yeah. for centuries, right? For centuries. Yeah. Just yeah. All right. So, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I know I keep yeah. apologizing. I'm not going to apologize. You're absolutely no. right. This. Mm-hmm. I mean, selfishly, I needed this. I. That's why. Like, I messaged both of you. I was like, hey, I need to have this conversation yeah. with people um, to help me process, to mm-hmm. to also to remind me of why this is the beautiful struggle. Mm-hmm. And to hear things like Ato, I didn't know you were doing this video, but to hear what is coming out of it, like you know, I feel everybody has been inspired to voice it in some way, whether it's right. marching, um, right. you know. Uh, I would, I would even say the violence is part of it, you know. Yeah. To you know, yeah. to quote a really weird show, what is it? These beautiful delights of beautiful ends, you know. Mm-hmm. This is we all have this in us and we have to, you know, if you get, if you get pinched or if you get cut, you bang your knee on something, your reaction mm-hmm. is to say, ow, 
Mm-hmm. It happens the second time, then you're pissed. Where you're like, why is this thing here? Why does this keep happening? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, selfishly, I just, you know, I, I just needed to, you know, be in, uh, in, in conference with people who I know not only relate, but are going to take it and turn it into something beautiful. And obviously, I think that the two of you are really high on that list of people that are going to do that, in my opinion. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm a big fan of you now, Leo. Um, Thank I you, brother, man. Yeah, I'm going to follow you on Instagram. I'm going to see if I can copy your album. Uh, just, you know, we'll reach out, and I just want to know. I just want to hear this music now. I'm really excited about it. I'm going to set it up on my speakers and just, like, chill for a little bit. You know what I mean? Uh, so I'm glad we're all connected, man. So can you yeah. talk about what, you, what you're what you working on now, what you have coming up, so that, you know, the listenership, we don't, we know they're there. We don't we we don't count numbers, but we know people listen can can also do the same thing that Otto just described and be ready to uh, to come as you say fly with you once people mm-hmm. can congregate again. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, uh, crew um, is uh, creating the 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 sound bed for the second album that I'm putting together. He's mm-hmm. producing every single track, and I. I particularly like that approach because from the first note of the intro idea to the last note of the outro, um, we know what we're talking about at any point. We can work on it in any order and revisit and enhance as we see fit really quickly because we've got such a, 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 a close rapport with the project. So it's untitled right now. But it's got some weight to it, and it 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 might be it's actually a bit more personal this time around. Some of it is esoteric, but I do get into the transformation that going from see as a, as a younger MC, I was Dash. I went by Dash, mm-hmm. and the transformation, the process that it took uh, to go from Dash to Leo Coltrane. That's, the, that's my given name. My, my, my parents gave me that. Mm-hmm. It's just an acceptance fully of that identity I was telling you about. Because when I put the when I put that third thing together, it was proving it to myself and giving myself, as I said, that prerequisite to hit um, different countries and share it. Um, this is a business card, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and the second time around, I explained more of who who I was and what what led to this moment. Mm-hmm. And we might revisit some of the trademarks that I've I've, I've been developing, which is uh, those audio soundbite uh, montages. Mm-hmm. Or it might take a different route altogether because one of the, the, the great things about Crew is that he is um, he's really technically inclined. And that allows me to take a back seat and focus on more of the artistic um, contributions to it as opposed to the technical side of it. Because I do a lot of editing, audio, video, um, mm-hmm. sound designing. And to be able to just go like this whenever I'm able to because I I, I juggle a lot of these uh, inspirations that come to me. Mm-hmm. 
be it because of a heavy time period where I'm like, you know, I don't feel like vocalizing. I feel like just working on sounds. Mm-hmm. But when we are able to get back together, um, I think there's going to be a whole lot of um, just a whole lot of performing going on in New York City. My bad. My bad. And that's dope. I mean, that's 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 not really an encapsulated answer that that tells you you know when the seed we planted is going to bl- bloom, but we're watering time. it. That's enough, Take man. People should yeah. people should. It's the process, yeah. man. And if this is enough for people to be like to do what I did, literally, let me follow this guy on Instagram. Yeah. Sometimes Instagram works out. Yeah. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's dope. Um, I was uh, kind of wary about getting on Instagram when I first did because I was like. What am I gonna share here? I don't think the album was finished yet. Yeah, yeah. And you know, I don't have any issue with anybody who who shares the, their meals and their favorite locations and all that. But I, I wanted mm-hmm. to have a, a bare minimum. It it had to have artistic uh, value to me. Mm-hmm. And what what ended up happening is that is what kind of got me honed in on video editing because after reaching out to I reached out to artists worldwide and asked them to write the, the title of my name, um, my album, that third thing. So they mm-hmm. were they were tattoo artists, they were graffiti artists, they were um, calligraphy artists, and I just told them, hey, here's the name of my album. I think your style is dope, and if you're down, just send me a photo. Right. And that was how I, how I, how I, how I broke the ice. That. It, I was like, I, I don't have an album to share yet, but I have a title. And, and, and these artists from Russia and Netherlands and Brazil and Detroit, and this was all yeah. over the place. And I started getting, again, flooded with nearly maybe 30 different pieces from generous artists who dug what I had to, to say. And then from there, I was like, okay, now that we got these... Uh, these photos, these images, let's uh, include some performances. And then after I started putting together clips of performances, I said, you know, let's have some pieces that are just for this medium. Mm -hmm. And it would be (laughs) one example is uh, showing the process of me making a beat. Mm-hmm. Uh, while there are dragonflies around me. And I, you know, I had nothing to do with the dragonflies showing up, but they were buzzing <laughs> all over the place. I'll yeah. send you this piece specifically since I randomly Please. remembered it right Please. now. But I made a beat using the MPC and another small keyboard, which is pretty incredible. It's called the OP1. Oh, <laughs> this oh, joint right here. I've seen you post Special business. <laughs> and, um... I was out on the deck that was treetop height, and uh, it was really windy. But like I said, there were dragonflies, there were um, a whole bunch of different bugs. And because it was so windy, I didn't use any of that sound. I just uh, recreated the environment. So I, <laughs> I added all the sounds of the insects that were around me. And um, why did I get into this tangent? I, I don't know, but it's beautiful. I mean, we're with you, man. <laughs> oh, it's because I was telling you about the, uh, the, the the evolution of my um, my engagement with Instagram because yeah. you said sometimes Instagram yeah, works. Because yeah. it does. 
It does. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I'll tell you, like one of the things that I and we're gonna we're gonna wrap this soon, but one of the things that drew me into your feed is like all the stuff you're talking about because he didn't he didn't describe this, but this, when he went to Tokyo, he has all this video from Tokyo. When he's in Berlin, he has all this video from Berlin. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. the idea that you use Instagram really, really well because it's not just like, hey, look at this thing and here's this song and I'm gonna promote it, but you actually tie it into your journey as an artist. And mm-hmm. part of that, I think, probably has to do with what your your ability to edit video as well and to bring mm-hmm. that into the medium. Um, and so there, I, we say this every time, you need to come back and have another conversation with us because yeah, yeah. I want to talk, I, I talk to you more about how, how I think the fact that you do all these things actually probably make you a, a more dynamic MC than other guys that I see online because you're bringing in, and the same thing with Otto. Otto, you know, he acts, but he also writes. He also directs. He's gotten into editing. He's gotten into shooting photography. We have these conversations all the time, and he plays music. Mm-hmm. And the idea of the, the cross-pollination of all those things and how you drag them into one another, that, mm-hmm. is, that also becomes part of, now I'm going to keep using this, that third thing, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know? Like, the fact that you're bringing in all of those those flavors or those spices from those different things that, you know, the fact that you're thinking of your music cinematically, the fact that Otto thinks of acting, but he also thinks of it in the same relation, or he thinks of it now sometimes like when we talk about it, in the way that we talk about music or how you connect with people musically. Like mm-hmm. if you, and this is why you'll come back, when, when Otto is talking about how he gets into character and the, and the touch points that he uses to be in that place, to give that performance. I've, that I've rethought about how I record vocals when I sing. There's a mm-hmm. level of like, yes, you're singing it in key and you're singing the right words, but what emotion are you putting out? Who are mm-hmm. you portraying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And how are you connecting through that third thing to the listener? Right. It's dope. That third thing, that's dope. I so, can't wait to hear this. It, it doesn't sound like a way to close this, so this isn't a yeah. closing. This is a this is <laughs> yeah. a to be it's continued portion. Yeah. yeah, this is the opening to like the next level, the yeah. next conversation right on, right we on. have. You know. Yeah. Mm. I like to say to be very continued. <laughs> there we yeah. go. To be very continued. Damn it. With that being said, actually before I I do it, Alto, was there anything else you wanted to add on to that? No, I'm full, man. I'm <laughs> That was real dope, man. You're a dope dude, man. And I'm, I'm, uh, Thank you. I, I, I appreciate you guys, man. This was a really dope conversation and I'm, yeah. I, I do look forward to the continuation so we can keep building on, uh, on some yeah. of these, uh, ideas. Yeah. And you're in the family now. Now you're, cause we, like, yeah, the, best, yeah. the best part is we love connecting guests with each other or doing projects yeah. with guests. And so mm-hmm. welcome to the family, essentially. Yeah, We'd man. give you a chain if we did that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is dope. So, oh. With that being said, uh, you, you've taken off your glasses. You still have the guitars hanging back mm-hmm. there. Uh, who are you? I'm Otto, and who are you? I'm Kwaku, and this is Radio Zamunda, the... Dope. Shit. Yes. And who, and who are we? Yes. I mean, that's you. No, this is you. This is you. This is you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and who are... Who have... Whose presence have we been graced with and uh, absolutely inspired with? The one... Go ahead, please, please. No, no, you know what? Because I, I interrupted last time. I want to hear what you say. What do you say when you get the answer? <laughs> I would say, ooh, oh, here we go. How about that for timing? Uh, <laughs> the amazing 
this this the singular. The, of course, it's happening right now. Here we yes. Go. Yes. Yes. Soon. Soon. <laughs> yes. Give me. Give me. Nina. Give me two seconds. The the amazing the dynamic. The third thing of this experience. Can, can you tell me when to press the button? I can. I can. <laughs> Oh, this is perfect. I love this. This is perfect. real deal, yeah. live, live and action. It is so live. Get that sound right there. It is so live. Yeah. Leo Coltrane. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. In a minute, in a minute. I appreciate you guys, man. Thank you for um, the conversation. I appreciate you, bro. I appreciate you. I'm in Brooklyn, too, so like, when when this all blows over, let's hang, man. I look forward to that. Taking pre All right, brother. Material. All right, thank you guys for listening. material and using it that is an old one. It's uh, ancient, it's revered, revered, that occurs in all kinds of styles. But the voice on top, guitar passes under. Just another example of a sample of a too close and curious not to wonder. Like a bold zipper to a bashful brother. Set reminders trying to remember. So resolutions don't expire that December. On cold days, snowflakes make folks say can't wait till it rotates. Back to summer Till the forecast is thunder So with that, remember when you see that Green grass holding on Feedback that you still gotta mow the lawn Recapture what you thought was gone Can't be a dream catcher with folded arms Okay, so... You're, I felt I felt like I I talked a lot in the opening. What were your thoughts? Yes. Um, I mean, it's again uh, well done on the guest, especially somebody who d- you didn't really know, um, uh, but you have a good feeling for um, f- for talent for talent on our podcast. Um, yeah, he was he was really. Um, there was just a lot to sort of unpack with the way he creates his art, the way he identifies himself as an artist and um, doesn't talk about occupations. I love, again, I made the um, example of uh, Adam Rogers, our past guest, um, who was mm-hmm. talking about box chops. And uh, there's a lot of prints in there, too, where he's just making music because he loves it. And then he releases it or or puts it out on his own time. So that 10 years of him being in the lab, basically, and just like putting stuff together and then going, oh, Okay, I think I'm gonna go to Japan now and uh, right. perform this. You know what I mean? I'm gonna go, I'll go to Berlin. Hey, just figure this out. You know, there's something really sort of old school about that um, the real sort of love of the craft and creating um, you know the creativity to figure out what you can create under the constraints that you're working with so I loved you know how I'm sort of a a music um, appreciator and nerd where I love how he's talking about you know he takes his MPC player he figured out how to play beats and then he figured out how to like rap while he's cueing these different things mm-hmm. and then play the audience back to them. Uh, there's something, I'm going to steal your word, the, the bricolage effect of it that's really yeah. sort of um, gotten to my, you know, the tastes of what I realize that I'm appreciating. And also the throwback of the the, the creativity of, I'm going to say, you know, it's not central to us. I guess we didn't make up art, but, you know, black art is 
about that is about this sharing of a skill set and challenging each other and 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 then the challenge and in the and then in the talking the dozens and talking shit to each other and making fun of each other um it gets us better at whatever we do we're we always are working under some kind of diversity and then creating a fun diversity with each other to make the other one better um and so when i think about like the jazz i listen to and the uh the blues that i listen to um everybody's showing up and saying and, and coming up with something that they can't wait to show the other person um the old the old um the old uh, uh, jazz heads would practice alone in their rooms or outside what, whatever sort of um, licks they were coming up with. Sometimes they would put handkerchiefs over their fingers so nobody could bite what they were doing mm. until they infected it. And then you come and try what I'm doing now. Do you know what I mean? And I look at it. I just watched the uh, uh, I think everybody on the planet did the the whole uh, Michael Jordan. Um, yeah. The last uh, what was last it? The last dance. dance yeah. uh, Netflix and knowing that you know, that that whole um, shit talking, smack talking, I'm going to work on this skill and I can't wait to bring it to you and, and see if you can stop it. And then, oh, you've come up with something. Holy shit. I'm going to come up with a different move and try to like counter that. It's like that whole thing that builds this structure of creativity. And then suddenly there's a whole new movement. It's either mm. rap music or a different way to play basketball or mm. a different way to play the horn uh, or a different way to to do art. So the other thing that I will say um, is right after we got off the podcast, I listened to um, that third thing. Yeah. This cat's, this cat shit is dope. Right. Like no joke dope. Like, I don't know, you know, the sort of kismet of you, uh, you told how you figured out who he was. And essentially started... I have a friend Yeah. who is married to the guy who's producing his next album. That's what you said. And yeah, so yeah. she she would post his stuff, the producer, and, then, and I'm like, this guy's dope. I'm gonna follow him. Yeah. And then that guy was posting him, mm -hmm. and I'm like, whoa, who's this dude? Yeah. You know, it's, so it's random. It's it's also a guy. I know I haven't really been deep in hip hop in, since like the late '90s, like I was, but I feel like this is a guy that I don't know how I missed him. You know what I mean? Because his his stuff is like legit this is not you know this is not a I, I don't know how he doesn't have more albums and of course that's his thing he's like I'm just doing what I do but right. like he, he he is so dope and so creative I'm like yeah it's like he's on that level like he's on that like tip level or like that uh uh, who's that cat I was, was comparing him with? He sounds like MF Doom and 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 mm. those cats, like those deep rhymes, and he plays with beats and plays with meters. It, it's just <laughs> anyway. Yeah, uh, you have to go listen to that album because that album is fucking dope. So there's a couple things here. One, yeah. I miss you because miss you, too, you just said like so much stuff. Where I was like, yes, it was like yeah. the Prince thing. I was thinking yeah, that yeah. also. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I was thinking that specifically, like we had a bit of a conversation after the podcast where I was where I was saying to him, like the fact that you did everything really mm -hmm. contributed, I think, to how much of you is in that album and how unique yeah. it is, yeah. which was Prince's thing. Prince yeah. did most Every, of it, yeah, you know, if not everything. And mm -hmm. even if you look at Stevie Wonder, um, mm -hmm. a lot of his fans sort of are turned off at the point of his music where he stops playing drums. 
Right, right. You know, right. when he stops playing every instrument. Right, right. You know, like Intervisions right. and like all these albums, you're just like, wait a minute, he's doing all of that and it sounds mm-hmm. so amazing. Mm-hmm. But part of it is if you listen to those drum parts, they aren't something that would necessarily fit on other songs, but mm-hmm. they're so closely tied to what he's playing on the other instruments that it right. all works, even though it feels a little off kilter. Right. Um, right. So that piece, the thing you were talking about, and you said diversity, but it was interesting. I was thinking adversity, like the mm. idea of being creative under that, you know. No, oh, I meant adversity. Oh, you did mean adversity. Diversity, okay. Sorry. Yes, I meant adversity. Yes. You know, and that I think ties so much into one, what we as a people have come to expect from mm. just life, not even just being in this country. You right. Know? I mean, right. you and I, you, you, both you and I, our parents are from Ghana, so I'm assuming you've been to Cape Coast as well. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, that, and for those of you who don't know, this is the section of Ghana that's filled with all these former slave castles mm-hmm. where they would, you know, once slaves or um, Africans were captured by warring tribes, they mm-hmm. would be given to the Dutch and the British and the Spanish, and they'd be held in these castles before mm-hmm. every one you go to, there's the Walk of No Return where you walk down the beach, you win mm-hmm. your big prize of getting to get on the slave ship. Right. And then right. being sent to, you know, Calvert Street or wherever it was in America. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I feel like that adversity is just built into us. And mm-hmm. while some people you're talking about, like, you know, the, you know, the dozens and stuff, like people who aren't necessarily necessarily familiar with black culture who see this, whether it's the trash mm-hmm. talking and all that. And they're like, well, that's mean. And it's just like, no, right. there's a level of us where we had to harden ourselves in this way. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's where our creativity it, it, it comes from that as well. And you'll hear this, right. you know, like hip hop guys, you hear this with athletes. Um, mm-hmm. And sometimes, you know, it was interesting how he said it was him and the music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like, if that was his, if that was the thing that he would battle with in a, mm-hmm. in a positive way to produce what he wants to produce, or he's battling with himself to get to that point. And right. there's a level of me putting words in his mouth on that. Sure. But I mean, I know me and I know you too. So the, I know you go through this and, you know, like you get these little alerts on your phone, like two years mm-hmm. ago on this day, this was the picture that was taken. The, mm-hmm. I don't know if I texted it to you, but you, do you know what happened? I think it was like five years ago on this day. Okay. You and I were in my rehearsal studio and you were working on your performances for vinyl. Oh, vi- oh yeah. I remember that. Yeah. And, I, yep. and like those videos came up today and I was just like, oh, oh this amazing. is, this is it. And it's mm-hmm. like, you know, you're doing this thing where it's like, you're emoting and then we talk about it and then you're you are battling with what your ideal was going to be of that right. performance mm-hmm. or what you'd seen other people do and trying to bring it in and you're like well, what do you think i'm like well this is good or you know mm-hmm. you know i'll give you like a couple of minor pointers but that right. is so baked into our culture right and it was right. really great to Although I feel like we talked about, uh, we had a chance to voice our frustrations about what's yeah. happening in the world, yeah. but also to be able to highlight how that struggle is how we produce diamonds. And right. he was a yeah. great, great, it was, he is a great example. And but Leo, <laughs> Leo <Yeah>. Coltrane, <laughs> we should probably be saying his name instead of him. And yes. he, mm-hmm. um, Leo Coltrane is an amazing example of this. Yeah. And the only way I feel that I, uh, messed up with this guest was that I should have told you about him sooner because he had shows happening in the city, but I wanted to surprise you with him. Oh, uh, right, right. Mm-hmm. And you know, and then I'd see like the the things afterwards, and I was like, oh man, I should have I should have told Alto to go to that show. 
Yeah, because now it's too late, man. I don't know that we're getting out of this shit. Like, I'm not even being facetious. Okay. I'm not. Like, I don't think we're getting out of this. So, who saw all this coming, though? Uh, I mean, besides not me. uh, the the senators who received those security reports and started trading stocks yeah. based upon it, and uh, yeah. the president who knew about yeah. it, and then called it a liberal conspiracy for a couple yeah. months. But besides yeah. that, it's funny. But I mean, I think we all saw it. I think we. I think you know, not you know, let's not divert too much into right. this. But I think that all of us saw it on our side and but our fears were 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 considered mm. hyperbole yes um yep. and now we are beyond what any of us even could have imagined do you know what i mean it's yeah. like all of us i remember you know we, we spoke when when fuckhead was elect, elected and it was <laughs> like this is you know i i the only thing i will say to that is i am i am shocked still at how quickly America capitulated to it. I, you know, I thought it would take him like eight years to like really, really kill things. But right. within a year, it right. was like, holy shit. And right. now we're, now we're in, you know, loony, uh, you know, James, not James Cameron, who's the, uh, uh, the horror director, um, uh, Carpenter. Yes. Now we're like yes. in a John Carpenter movie. You yeah. know what I mean? And it's getting just stupider. Yeah, no, that's the word for it. And, yeah. And oh, so we need to do a separate podcast about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Should, should maybe, maybe we'll do one this weekend, depending on your schedule or whatever, where we can just vent. But I yeah. will say the only, the only good thing about mm -hmm. this is being able to, one, um, disconnect and two, discover people like Leo. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's a great guy. That's yeah. a that was a good get, man. He's a good dude and real. Whew, yeah, he's a beast. Leo Coltrane, man, man, beast. If you don't know, I mean, you should you should be buying that album, but yeah. you should be following him because this yeah. is like what we talked about, like the way he. I think the reason um, I resonated or he resonated with me so much is how well he tells his story through social media. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know. Um, and so bare minimum, and I mean, I think we do this for everybody, but really with him, like you need to be following this dude. Yeah. You know, yeah. uh, even the eight word piece, like that got me excited where I was like, I'm going to send yeah. him eight words. That's, yeah, that's how I started talking to him. Yeah. His rhymes are dope. His rhymes are dope. Yeah. He's not, he's not a, it's not a game. Yeah. Right? He's real. He's a real MC and artist in general. So yeah. an artist and yeah, artist, yeah. you know, yeah. um, so I, I will say this, but for like my last piece, it is a pleasure to get to promote um, black excellence like him, mm -hmm. um, like uh, Daniel Watts, Daniel J. Watts. Jay has been murdering it lately, speaking of all this stuff. So, yeah. yeah. I don't know if you mm -hmm. saw that thing I, I put on on the gram about him specifically when he had like those those like that yeah. one story. You know, it's just like it spoke yeah. to me so much. Yeah. The I mean, I love that we get to amplify all voices mm -hmm. on this podcast, which we do. We try to keep it as diverse as possible. But in these times, it is great that we also have this place where people can come and connect with Black excellence, like Leo Coltrane. I want everybody black to win. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Issa Rae. Truth right there, dude. Yep, Truth yep. right there. Shout out to Omar J. Dorsey. Yo, shout yo. out to Susan Hayward. Who else yo, do we get yo. on this? Like all the black people. We want all the black people to win on this. Yep. Yeah. Yo, period. 
That's it. That's it. it I yeah. got nothing. You you went yeah. on that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> With that being said, who are you? I'm Otto, and who are you? I'm Kwaku, and this is Radio Zamunda. The. The. Dope. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you always find a way to fuck it up. I do. <laughs> it's, amazing. it's funny. You would think that I'm doing it on purpose, but yeah. it is literally just me. <laughs> yeah. Hilarious. All right, my man. Um, All right. I'll hold you. Silence. 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 We need more silence. I'm only asking for no distractions. The bonus action. Even on silent, the phone is flashing. The photographs when the globe is crashing. Give me more salad. The bowl is lacking. But so's the planet. The solar pattern swinging off axis. As if it wasn't all silent. Fact is, we low on options for detachment. If falls or drops, then who's to catch it? Not it. Heard that already. Who's ready to say got it? Dead birds in the city, less bees flying, and the world in the city is the city is divided. Gonna turn the confetti next in the city right. Silence. We need more silence. 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 We need more silence. But all I keep finding is broken pieces of promises. We need more silence. 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 The climate crisis caused the world to change Droughts only thing drying out the hurricanes They found lead paint on the pearly gates Said the person working behind the curtain changed Pay for what you break, try to figure why it differs from the price they listed It might be fake With politics, it's how you fix the race Extra finish line in your pocket just in case but the wallet isn't safe, so lock it in a safe Not the bottom of the face, cause flowers get replaced Power gets erased, cowards getting louder Liars gaining weight, devour plates of power Out on center stage, the power outlet outage Power down the face Silence Silence We need more silence Silence We need more silence But all I keep finding is Broken pieces of promises We need more silence Once the eulogies have been delivered The TV cameras move on this is you. We need more silence, a pause for each of our objects. The laws we need ain't as complex as wars across the floors of the seat of the mountains. Cause we ain't around if we out here. We're top floor folk, hot poor folk downstairs. Easier to drown there and spike the rent when the prime time event crowd clears. Start clown tears around there. Dark loud cheers around peers. Searching for solace feels like earth is in hospice. Over the word of the doctors, they turn to the sponsors and purchase the products. The perfect accomplice is you. The burglar that got in the room don't murder your honesty too. Silence. So true or false? Were you involved? I was too. Now move along. Silence. 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 Silence.